Hi, this is Adam, a.k.a. Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Epic Tales from the Sewers. I am your host, Justin, and today I'm here with some very special guests. So my guests today are Chaz and Adam. They are the uh, production team behind the new short film, Casey Jones, Livewire. How are you doing, guys? Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I was. Yeah, we're feeling We're short one man. We got Steve Chesworth, uh, who is not with us right now, but uh, we're going to rep him good. And he's he's somewhere eating pizza, I imagine, right? Oh, definitely. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what's on his pizza, Chaz? What, what's a what's a Steve pizza? Ooh, it, it it might be barbecue. That's a good one. That's where it's at. that is where it's at. That's a you know we we created um I shouldn't say we created a Casey Jones pizza. We were inspired by it. Uh, you know, back of the I think back of the uh, action figure as well on the card. And uh, Casey Jones definitely eats barbecue pizza, at least in our lore. Oh, oh I, I, yep. I could see that. that. Absolutely. That's a, you know, um, and he probably likes the crust burnt to a crisp or something weird. <laughs> you know? Well, Chad came up with the good idea that, you know, he also gets ranch on the side. And when he's done, he dunks his crust and he calls it ice in the sticks. Yeah, exactly. I love that so much. <laughs> That's great. So how did you guys come up with the idea to make a short film about Casey Jones? Um, well, Adam and I have been working on short films and, and, uh, you know, I guess you could say fan film, uh, content for, for a number of years now. And, um, you know, earlier this year, we were kind of just brainstorming on something that we would love to see. And we're always trying to think of, uh, a project that, you know, I think fans of, of different, um, genres and stuff would be, be into. And we've, we've always kind of talked about Casey Jones and there's not enough, uh, Casey content out there. There's some great um, turtle stuff, but um, you know, everyone always thinks of that 1990 live action um, Casey Jones re- uh, representation, and we're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's take a crack at doing something with Casey and seeing him in a little bit more action and grit, and but still having fun and keeping it retro and 80s. So that's uh, we kind of just got the ball rolling, and script started getting writ and. Uh, now here we are at the Kickstarter. Now, do you, yeah. do you have any moments from the comics that you guys have particularly identified with or pulled from? There are, I would say, a lot of uh, homages to things, um, little moments. It is a it is original story, so it's not um, specifically from a certain comic or a episode or anything. But there are a lot of um, nods to to bits and pieces um, from different comics and, and stories. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough. These questions are so hard because we do have a lot of cool surprises throughout the short. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff from the comics and from, from our childhood that we've implemented into this original story. And uh, we, it's, we don't really want to give too much away because there's, there's a lot of cool surprises. Like we said, that, you're going to see as you watch it. So, um, 
That's a, that's a hard question to ask. Yes, I would say yes. You are going to see plenty of things that you're familiar with, and if you're a big turtles fan, uh, you're really going to see a lot. But you know, we also made this thing so that it was uh, tangible to a non turtles fan. They could be introduced to it and 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 be brought into the world through this. Chaz and I had a conversation yesterday because uh, we're working on some things for the music and. He had the the best way to explain this short film, and it was like, so if you think Casey Jones, um, if you're explaining to somebody what this is, it's basically because we kind of are going a little bit of a jazz. Can I say we're going like a little bit of a sci-fi realm with this? Oh, definitely. I mean, I guess yep. Turtle is we can call we'll just call Turtle sci-fi, right? Just just to be loose with it for the sake of this discussion. But it's like um, a. Uh, Cobra Kai meets like a sci-fi The Witcher. Nice. Is that how you'd say it, Jess? I think you hit it right on the head, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. And uh I mean music was a big part of The Witcher too. I mean that was that one uh little earworm that was everybody was humming at that uh one point too. So uh I, I heard a little bit of the theme song here. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was is- uh Chaz and I little little ditty by Chaz and I. Um, I can't remember how we ping pong. He, there was something that was done, um, originally. And then Chaz came up with this guitar riff and then I came up with this melody and, and it ended up being this, um, it's basically our, our version of that Saturday morning cartoon intro. Exactly. Yeah. We wanted to keep it catchy and you know feel like you know you're transported back into the 80s and you know watching that episode of your your favorite turtles and uh but still kind of making it feel almost like a rock song and um a little bit modern so uh you know we wanted to make something catchy and um i think a lot of the soundtrack i think people are if they're interested and they they like that theme song um the soundtrack is going to be i think um really enjoyed by people. We're putting a lot of love into the music for this thing, for sure. I mean, one of the, one of the reward tiers on the Kickstarter is, is a cassette tape. We were really adamant about doing something with that because it's how we grew up with that. I mean, I, Chaz and I both literally had the coming out of our shells uh, tour on tape and as well as all the other stuff that I grew up with from like Brian Adams to Ozzy to Huey Lewis. <laughs> No hey, sport, sports is a great album. I stand by that. Oh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> but then again, I, I feel like that, that could also go into that whole Patrick Bateman sort of uh, thing about Huey Lewis, too. Well, so we can, we can assure everybody that uh, Casey will not go the Patrick Bateman route. <laughs> well, that, that's you know, but that's a good thing to bring up, because when we first announced we were doing this, we had a couple people that were excited to see, because uh, Jazz and I have done some films that are really uh, full throttle and uh, and pretty aggressive and violent, you mm-hmm. know? And I think people were expecting that originally because there are some, there are some Casey shorts that are out there and, and they're great. And we, we love any, anybody who is willing to take the time and put forth the effort and create art is um, it's not easy to do this stuff. You know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. So it's amazing people have done that. Uh, we, we noticed there was a trend with things being a little bit too violent and adult. And 
our our biggest thing thematically we wanted to do with this whole thing was we wanted the people like i said also while we wanted people to have who have no idea what turtles is to be introduced to a world and it's a good gateway we also wanted the people like us talking right now who grew up with these with the 1990 film and the comic books and the action figure line and the, the animated cartoon we wanted them to be so excited about what they're watching and have it kind of transport them back and feel like that childhood but it mm-hmm. still felt like it grew with them yet at the same time they could show their kid this yeah and and that was uh, something interesting too cuz i i'm a big fan of that and um kind of passing this along to my kids the same the same way as as you're talking about and and i noticed in your promo video you had two kids playing the turtles arcade game and i'm like this is so awesome the way that you're kind of transitioning i wish you could play as casey jones <laughs> and 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 man i was looking at those kids and i'm like that brought me right back to the summer of 1989 and i'm like <laughs> after that they're going to see batman at the drive-in you know, the yeah, way they were yeah. dressed and all that. I'm like, that was classic. So I guess you had to be there, guys. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it, did. it, it really um, you did a, a good job of uh, pinpointing 80s fashion towards the uh, the latter part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, that was our childhood. We're definitely um, children of the 80s and 90s. And, uh, you know, Chaz and I had discussed he wanted to make a pitch video uh, while having a normal pitch video about what we wanted to do and explain the project the idea of having maybe like a little fake trailer in the tune of a, uh, you know, that, that pizza rolls commercial vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the 90s. Those crazy and commercials. So, yeah. 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 Jazz, jazz came up with this really fun uh, script for these kids and, um, and they were great, man. Neither one of them actually have acting experience, but we liked their their energy and they were really genuine and they were just living for that moment and actually the 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 girl in that she's wearing my original cyclops x-men hat from when i was nice uh, that was i was like don't you don't you lose that hat and and i called mom like hey i gotta get my hat back from her (laughs) that thing since like fourth grade but they were great yeah, that's that's really cool. You, it, and it looks like um, I was just looking. I saw three actors, including yourself, in here, mm-hmm. um, and and one was Callie Libby, and the other was uh, Kai. So, um, how many actors are you going to have in? Well, um, so that one it, uh, looks like Callie, pronounced Kaylee. Kaylee, um, okay. Kaylee Libby, she'll be playing April O'Neil, and we Kai will be our lead foot soldier, as well as. Um, a few other fun roles. Uh, and as far as other, well, I'm going to hand this over to you, Chaz, because I'm not sure how much we can say here. Yeah. Um, with, uh, with Kai, like he kind of, kind of mentioned, um, he, he is a, a lead foot ninja and there's a, uh, there's some fun moments where I think you're going to see more of him beyond that. But um, Casey, Casey is going to definitely have a, uh, his uh his uh you know handful of people he's gonna churn through so we've got um a really really great um stunt crew that we're assembling and putting together um for some some ensemble fight scenes um Mm -hmm. as well as some bigger moments towards the uh towards the end of the film so um casey april and uh and uh the lead foot ninja those will be kind of the 
the big points of it, but there's going to be a couple other actors and, and characters uh, throughout it. And definitely some surprises that um, I don't know when we're going to announce them. Some of them we might not. We'll, we'll let everyone experience it as they view it. Um, one of the other ones we have, we have announced, uh, we, and it's just a small little nod moment to, uh, to fans and uh, a character that um, maybe we'll keep having a life from here or not, but we will have our, our new version of Vern. And this is what, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You can't um, have April without Vern. <laughs> uh uh-huh, April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll turn this over to, to you again. There's, there's so much more I want to say, but I'll save it in a second. That's a huge, uh, that's a huge one right there. And I, I don't know if you guys know this, but unlike the, uh, the collector's market for like action figures, mm-hmm. the Vern and the Burn Thompson figures, they're huge and hard to find. They're like $500 a piece. Really? So, Vern? so yeah, yeah. Like the Toon Turtles and all that, like oh. the Minton card and all that. So I used to have um, that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so he has his own life too. And I mean, most recently in the Michael Bay movie, you had, you know, um, Lego Batman himself, Will Arnett playing him. So that was he, he's not true. You know, he's not an irrelevant character. There he's is, not, uh, he was, there is life for the, Vern. The What's up? I said, there is I, life for Vern. There is a demand. Yeah. Well, give there, me yeah, more apparently. Vern. <laughs> Yeah, Vern Thompson or uh, or Vern, um, not not Thompson. I don't. Do you guys know Vern's last name? Oh, that's a good. You should. Um, yeah, yeah. I probably should too. So I'm spacing on it. Uh, you know, because we just talked about it. Um, Vernon, what is it now? It'll come to me. It'll come to me. I feel like now. I feel like I'm just a phony now because I can't even say the person we. Fenwick the character. We I think it's Fenwick. Fenwick. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, so we talked about pizza. We talked about pizza before. We talked about um, in what, what uh, Casey Jones's favorite pizza is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 1980s, maybe mid to late 80s. What's he listening to on his boombox? What's Casey going to be listening to? Def Leppard. Jazzy. Def Leppard. Nothing Jazzy but Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pyrotheria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, he, um, he definitely seems like a hairband sort of guy. I, I could absolutely tell that. Um. <laughs> the yeah, music, that's a good way. Yeah, the music really is a, is a big piece of what has inspired um, a lot of the short film too. Just uh, you know, kind of c- capturing that '80s vibe and the you know the hair metal scene, and um, I think that was something that uh, we wanted to explore a little bit more in this short and really like mm-hmm. lean into that aesthetic of just you know, being wild and, and, uh, you know, all of that great music and guitar and really kind of, uh, having that be in the forefront. Yeah. And we even have, uh, and it's, and it's counterculture, you know, um, like Casey is your counterculture anti-hero. He's like, like even his face mask resembles the Punisher, you know? And, and I think that's, that's part of how Eastman and Laird had him kind of, in their sort of narrative as like, Oh, he's the vigilante guy. And, you know, um, if the turtles were, were supposed to be kind of like an offshoot of daredevil, Casey could have been an offshoot of like the Punisher, something along those lines. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Uh, there's something about, we love those, those anti-hero characters. And in this instance, being able to take that character 
and dive even deeper into them and and make them so, something just relatable uh, and un, just misunderstood about the character is fun, you know. Yeah, because he's he's got his flaws and um that and that that will be seen in the in the short as well. You know, he's not um he doesn't have it all figured out and um he thinks he does. He, yeah, he thinks he does. <laughs> But he is in for an awakening, rude awakening. But um, that's kind of the part of the fun of him is he doesn't know what he doesn't know. So, and you know uh, that kind of brings me to going in with this character because uh, Elias, who played him in the original 1990 movie, I mean that dude, the bar is set so high for decades now. And it's just never, he will, he will to me be my like definitive Casey Jones. So I'm not going in there trying to be that Casey Jones. Um, I'm, I'm inspired by what he did. And I think this version of him, I, I know um, me personally, I'm, I'm kind of going in and combining uh, like a, like paying homage to, to that character as well as like, the cartoon version of him and then giving it something new when what we've created for the script as well. So um, no one has to worry. I'm not uh, trying to come in and, and replace him because he is irreplaceable. And uh, man, I'd love to meet him one day. I'd love for him to see this actually. I loved him in fallen. Oh my gosh. You know? just, yes. Wow, you know, and I, Man, Fallen, uh, Dancing at the Blue Iguana, uh, what a, uh, Haunting in Connecticut, like all these movies that he's yeah. been in, it's like, wow, you have just really been in some good and some bad stuff and just been really good in it. You yeah. Know? yeah, he's fantastic. That's that's great because I think that I, like you, that's that's my ultimate vision of him because he was so mm -hmm. good. He was, the, he was like the character that you could kind of see yourself through where it's like, all this stuff is happening around him and he's actually rolling with the punches because right. he, he, the, the funny thing about him is he fits in better with the turtles than he does. with. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so well said. Yeah. I do. I do spend most of my days thinking about Ninja Turtles. As do <laughs> <we>. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Pretty bad. I wish you could see my, my so, search history. Yeah. <laughs> What does Casey Jones put on pizza? What does these are the conversations that we have that like you know most people won't ever hear about or you know it's like the sub you know the subtext between the lines of you know exactly. kind of what really helped flesh out the character just all of that wild goofy stuff and you know like you said what what is Casey listening to and what's he eating and you know um, all that kind of fun stuff that really helps bring the bring him to life. Mm -hmm. I've always thought it's in those little details where you find the character. Like sometimes when you see the turtles and, you know, like maybe Donatello is fixing something and he doesn't know what the part is called and all that. And you're like, y you know what? This isn't my Donnie. I don't know who this guy is, you know, or, or like Leonardo doesn't, you know, take the opportunity to chastise Mikey for doing something. It's like, well, maybe they're, they're a little bit off today. You know, it's, it's those, the devil's in the yeah. details. So yeah, I, I'm exactly. I mean, you know, it's one thing to go in there and, and get on screen and fight. Like, you know, obviously we're putting a lot of love into that and there's going to be a lot of work implemented into that. And Kai will be acting as our lead choreographer um, as well as I'll, I'll be um, 
I'll be there with them to, uh, you know, implement whatever I, I'm feeling as well. But uh, he's so pro and so good um, that, you know, going in on screen and, and doing the fight is is easier than getting on there and making this character come to life and making you be excited to watch him and feel like you know him and and want to hang out with him and want to see him succeed. And that's the hard part. There's, there's a certain childish glee that rose up in me when I saw the mask, <laughs> when yeah. I just saw that thing. Um, and, and you guys went with a very distinct sort of look to it and all that. It's not like, it's not exactly like the one that you can buy as the prop replica. It's not exactly like the one from the action figure. It looks like a distinct mm-hmm. version. Is there any st- story behind how you got to this design? Yeah, that was one of the the, the early talks. Was if, you know if we're doing Casey, we got to do we got to do our Casey, and it's got to kind of like with the story and Casey himself, like you know, feel fam- familiar but uh, original and, and something a little bit fresh. So mm-hmm. we kind of made a list of just some of the things we loved the most about that mask um, and all the different versions. Um, you know, the, uh, the 1991 being the, for many, like the definitive, um, version, but then also there's things about the, uh, the eighties cartoon that we loved, you know, with like the, the strap and the the color of it and the red, um, and, um, some of the pointiness. And so, um, uh, Steve, Adam and I all worked together and we did a couple versions and mocked up some, some, uh, different, um, different versions of the mask. And then once we were kind of settled and we, we loved it, I uh, took a shot in the dark and reached out to um, villainous prop shop, um, which if you're not familiar with is an amazing um, company that does uh, replicas and original work for, for masks and all kinds of fandom. Um, you can um, check out their. I think you, you see when you look up, a Casey mask isn't as correct as it's, it's usually it's their mask, right? Yeah. They have a great, um, Casey mask from the, it's like the 2003 version, I think, um, from the cartoon. Okay. And, um, it's great. I actually have a 3d printer myself and, and printed that just to kind of see what it looks like. And, um, they, um, they, I knew immediately, I was like, these guys have experience with Casey masks and they're one of the best in the business for, for creating masks. And so I reached out, um, to villainous prop shop and, um, they immediately got back to me and we kind of got the ball rolling and started talking and Adam and myself actually flew out to, um, to Philly. They're actually in, uh, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. And we met up with the the guys. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not, not Russia, King of Prussia. Is this where they live? Is this a country? Like, I think it's a, (laughs) It's a county too, I think. It's beautiful, yeah. by the way. Holy cow! Yeah, so much green. Um, but yeah, we flew out there um, and met up with the guys and just kind of talked shop and, and Casey and what we imagined things could be. And they actually had printed out a version and um, had done the because um, they they took our our uh, art and drawing and and did a full three D model of it and brought in. We talked. Uh, mask and you know things we could change and just improving and um they've been a great great partner in in uh the casey mask and making this thing come to life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
They're just really nice guys. I mean, truly, it's been amazing meeting these people that are, they're excited and they're nerdy and we love that. They're so nice, nice. you know, and that's where we're big believers in that, you know, be nice. That's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Adam, do you have any mask stories? Um, like, have you worn it out or anything like that? Or has it been a circumstance where um, you've showed someone the mask um, or anything we, like that? We've been playing it pretty close to the vest, I think. Um, and it's hard to do too much. I, I guess I could wear it as I was going to say, we can't do a lot with COVID uh, restrictions. You, you can wear you know underneath yeah, it, I, I suppose. Think I could right? definitely just wear this out and about. I actually do have a mesh piece in front of the mouth hole anyways so um <laughs> this thing is this thing's awesome free advertising holding it in my hand right now um i think we're gonna get um we might have a couple of really small small details that um you probably wouldn't really notice with the naked eye but when you're wearing the thing um you definitely notice it and you want to make sure i mean i want to make sure that my visibility is good and and fighting is safe I need to make sure make it look like I'm hurting people, but I'm really I'm being so safe with them. Do you have a background in martial arts or professional yeah, wrestling I, or anything oh, like that? A little loud. I uh, I grew up uh, doing various martial arts, um, shoyu and taekwondo for many years, and then um, got out of that and would just train here and there with friends that were doing it. And uh, then I started getting more into just like film stuff and, and implementing into that. And, and, and it's so different there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of it. You're some of it, you got to oversell and it's, you know, it's you, I, I wouldn't want to bring any of that into a real fight, but there's times where it just looks oh so good. And, um, and now, um, now, just like, you know, minor boxing and um, just training people. I was part of a stunt crew for a little bit and um, these really great guys out here. And uh, just putting all that in, putting that all into the film. And but that's the other thing, too, is trying to figure out, be mindful of how Casey fights. You know, um, we don't think he is not this like swift ninja like fluid mood mover, you know, I think things are purposeful and, uh, and heavy. Uh, I, I, as of right now, I'm, I'm playing, I, and this is stuff we're going to talk about more and more. And when we start to Corey, cause we're going to start training with the actors, uh, other stunt guys, I think in January, we're going to start to get together and actually rehearse. But, um, up until then I'll be talking with our, our lead choreographer and, you know, uh, right now where I'm sitting at is it's a lot of it feels very WrestleMania based, you know, where just punches are big. And I think Chaz even had something originally in the fight where um, he wanted a fairly big move uh, on one of the enemies without. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think when, when th- people think of Casey, it's it's always you know the the hockey sticks and the bats and and that kind of stuff, and all of that will you know absolutely be in the film. But at the same time, uh, you know, we were talking like, well, what does Casey do when he doesn't have a weapon? What what is his punches and kicks and yeah. and uh, you know what what kind of grabs is he doing and what what's he doing when he doesn't have something to use and. Um, I'm excited for people to kind of see that, that side of, of Casey in action. Yeah. 
It, these are the questions that, uh, you know, we sit and ask our <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's definitely no one to be messed with. Um, I think in, unless you're unless you're this uh, inhuman type of thing, uh, he's, you know, if you're just a punker, I don't think he's someone you would necessarily want to even lose his weapons. I think there's almost something that's probably worse about that if it gets a hold of you. Then he just turns into the ultimate warrior. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like exactly. That. Mega powers collide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting too because there's there's so many different versions of Casey. The original animated one, he was in six episodes of the cartoon series across their six seasons. You know, you've got the the movie. You know, he shows up again in in uh, the third movie. You know, um, he's still like a shining spot in that film. Sure. But um, we, we've got him played by Chris Evans in the 2007 film. There's the Casey from the 2003 series. Then there's um, the, the young teenage Casey from the 2012 mm-hmm. series. So there's a lot of different stuff to draw from. And, and now and now there's going to be this, which is going to be something completely different. And I think that's going to be really, really uh, fun to connect with all of the fans. Because I get such a huge Mirage Comics vibe off of like just the aesthetic alone. I think you should. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You know, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, there's there's no wrong answer because I've loved them all. Like even even I, I don't I don't know if there was one in the next mutation, but I'm yeah. down that road. But <laughs> safe. <laughs> you know, well, that's that's where uh, even Kevin Eastman apologized. He's like, sorry, but um. I don't know if you guys are aware, but in about two weeks, there's a big event coming out called the uh, the Last Run. Yes, we, right. Oh yes. Have you heard about this? Are you looking I, forward yes. to it? Like I missed are? out on pre-order, so I'm literally going to be standing out front of the comic book shop for it to open, so I can try to snag a copy because yeah. I, I think it's going to fly off the shelves. I really do. Adam, if you can't get a copy, you're welcome to look me up in the Epic Shells Facebook group, and I will oh, send you a whoa. copy. Not a problem. I'm a- not a problem. Oh I'm gonna ask you for one too. I'm gonna piggyback <laughs> off that. Not a problem, Chad. Wow. We can we can make wow. that happen. Not a problem. Um, That's right. It's it's one of those things where it's going to be this huge event. It's going to be a different take, and it's going to be unlike something else that they've ever done before. Now, the reason that I mention this is because this is very similar to what you're doing. You're not doing it in the future, however, you're doing it in the past. So that's where I kind of see it as being kind of analogous because you're doing the reverse of what they're doing. You're going back to the past to tell this all new Casey story and they're going with the turtle who it's going to be mm-hmm. into the future. Yeah. And well, I think it's going to be exciting. And uh, I've just, I've just read a, a spoiler preview that we will find out what turtle it is at the end of the book, at the end of the uh, oh, first book. Oh. Pretty quick. Do you guys have any, any uh, theories on who it is? I mean, part of me. I can't. I can't see Mikey it. Mikey making it to the end. I will say that I can't now, see that. Hold on, because I. I, I was going to say part of me hopes it's Mikey because there was. Um, I'm. I'm assuming everyone here watches Turtle Den on YouTube. Um, I. I'm he has that. a really cool video about um, Michelangelo in the 1990 film, and there's just little things I didn't think about, and maybe it's as simple as just post-production work on the film but his fight lasts the longest with the shredder and um there's like little little subtleties about how he reacts to certain things 
dealing with Splinter. Um, when Donnie says, like, you ever thought about us not having him anymore and how, how Mikey's kind of brushing it off. And there's this theory that Mikey actually harbors a lot of like pain and, and aggression. And it all kind of comes out. Hurry guy. Yeah. So that's me being super nerdy about the whole thing. Chaz, what do you think? So you, so you say Mikey. I, I kind of hope it's Mikey. I don't think it's going to be Leonardo. I think it's too obvious. My, I mean, yeah. Mikey is my favorite, so I would love for it to be him at the end. Yeah. But, like, my mind goes to Donnie. Yes. That Donnie's probably my second pick. I've always said, you know, when it comes to, a, uh, like, Leo, first to lead, first to bleed, I think he's he would be Ooh. gone first. And, and Raph's a little too hot-headed, and I, you know, so you kind of get lost between Mikey and, uh, and Donnie. So I think it's, it's mm-hmm. Donnie for me. It's, it's funny because the Vegas odds since you're in Vegas are actually on Mikey. So it's, it's, it's Mikey, Raph, uh, Don, and then Leo. I, it's for the longest time, I think, I think uh, thematically it makes sense to do Mikey or Donnie, you know, for, yeah. for them. I'm starting to get over to the camp where if it's Donatello, then he's going to understand how to do all this stuff in the future. He's going to understand how to hack a computer or a gate or something or how to create That's, an explosive throwing. That stuff. would make sense. So I'm, I'm starting to get over there, but um, anyway, I'm in and, and we've just watched, there is a, uh, a big thing called WonderCon maybe about a month ago where Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz came on and they said, uh, this is not going to be Jenica. So don't expect it to be a different turtle. It's one of the four. Mm. Gotcha. That makes me happy. That makes me, I do want it to, I mean, they, they earned it. They've earned this, this excitement that is revolved, like surrounded this new release. The one of the four have earned it. I would be bummed if it was a new turtle. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy no matter what. I think that as, as long as they go in the direction that they've been going in for the comic, they can't mm-hmm. lose because they have a high powered team that's on this and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to, for it to finally come out. And I'm glad you answered my, my next question, Chaz, of who your favorite turtle is. So obviously I'm guessing Adam, that Casey is your favorite. Do you have a favorite turtle? <laughs> love, I do love Casey. Um, but, uh, that is a really loaded question because I, I, I think, I think you can say that Leo's probably my, the one I'm least interested in. However, his creature from the black lagoon, Leo figure. Oh is man. Favorite. I do own that one. Awesome but figure. One of my favorite figures. Um, uh, my, my favorite as a kid was Donatello. And however, I, f- I don't know how, how close I am to him. Um, Dude, is it so lame of me that I don't really have? It's a hard question to answer. <laughs> These are my adult problems, my friend. I think um, it can change. <laughs> you know, it can change. It doesn't have to be always set. It can be always set. Myself, yeah. I'm I'm a Leonardo fanatic. I always have been. Mm-hmm. To me, it, as you say, he's not interesting. To me, he's the one, like those character traits that I always have aspired to have, but I'm least like him. Well, that's a good question too. I think because I always come back to, um, I always come back to what. Do you know who? We have April. April O'Neil has entered the room right now. Do you know who? April. I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah, she thinks she's got some April stuff going on. Well, um, Mark Queso, who was in. Oh, that's Leonardo from the movie. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Leonardo from the movie. Yeah, well, he just liked my picture. Oh! 
He's a good guy. He's all over Instagram. He is all over. I'm 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 amazed. He's all about like turtle art and supporting. Okay, um, I, I that. that sounded so familiar, but I don't know why I didn't totally like. It's because they eat queso a lot. It's because you. I thought you were talking because <laughs> you, you just made a quesadilla, and I thought you were coming and making a joke. All right. Well, April has been approved by Leonardo. Uh, I don't know. If I'm you just trying to get Judith Hogue. She won't. She's trying to get Judith Hogue to to see what's going on. Get her blessing. Well, yeah, that's that's awesome, and, and I'm sure that they're going to want to see this. And I mean, there, there's other other people. Like, if you get a chance, get this in front of uh, of anyone that you can on Twitter. You know, uh, it, it's that's that's great. But I'm excited. We we didn't talk about your guys' goals, so that's the one thing that we haven't gotten to yet. So I oh. I know that we already hit the first goal, mm-hmm. but um, you guys have some really cool stuff. It looks here for uh, for prizes for perks. Right. Do you want to go into those a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, a, a lot of the like turtle mania and the stuff that, you know, everyone loves turtles and the, and the, the movies and the, the TV shows, but so much of like what um, I love too is all of, all of the merch and the trading cards and the, the you know, the, the t-shirts and the, and just um, all of that stuff. And so we were like, we can't do a Casey project without having some, some rad stuff that people can grab. So we just started a long list of things that we would want to see as fans. So, um, you know, everything from, uh, for five bucks, you can be, um, you can get a film credit and you're going to be in the credits of the film at the end. Um, but everything from a Blu-ray to, um, trading cards with, um, uh, exclusive artwork, we're doing um, comic a comic book adaptation of the film um, by mm-hmm. Steve Chesworth. Um, the soundtrack on cassette tape. Um, the film poster. We're making enamel pins um, exclusive. Um, t-shirts. I mean, there so much stuff. And then, of course, you can get um, the Casey Jones Livewire mask itself. Yeah, I'm. I am definitely looking at that one. So yeah. that is that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, we. It, it's, Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say we really just wanted the, the rewards meant a lot to us. Obviously, the, the the film itself is something we really wanted to be doing, but we at the very we at the very least wanted people to be like, oh, well, shoot, I I want the stuff. I want that stuff because I I grew up with that stuff, and and you know we talked about how like the cassette tape was a good example where it's like, you know, it's it's partially a a product someone can have, but it's also a journey. Like it's a journey back to like how you grew up, you know, and, it, and while it's practical, you can load it up. You can, we, you'll also be able to stream this as well. There's just something that is irreplaceable about something like a pack of trading cards you open up. Um, or <laughs> that, like that stuff meant a lot to us to be able to do. And I, I really hope that, that people are even just as excited about something like that. I mean, we're not making this thing to make products, but I mean, we might as well. That's, that's we grew up with that stuff, you know. So might as well go for something that's really special to other people as well. So where uh, where's the best place for people to seek you out online? So say social media or anything along those lines. So um, we've got a couple more days left, or October twenty fourth is actually the the end of the the Kickstarter, um, 9 PM, uh, Pacific time. 
But um, once that ends, we are on Instagram at chromatic underscore phantom. Um, we're going to be posting project updates and and um, some behind the scenes stuff. So you can catch all of our um, KC, KC content on there, um, as well as on Facebook, Chromatic Phantom. And um, yeah, we're pretty active on social very active. Please, please uh, ask us any questions. Be excited. Um, you know, talk about lore with us. We're we're all about it, and we're making this. We're making this stuff out of nerdism. This whole thing, honestly, just sort of stumbled into being this big project. Originally, we we're like, "Hey, you want to make a Casey film?" Because we love it, and then we realized we could we can go bigger with it, and we can actually, you know, try to have a a higher production value. Um, so we're all about it. We're genuine fans. That's great. I, I'm excited um, just from looking at everything here. I, I think you guys are going to do fantastic. Thank you. I uh, I can't wait to uh, get get my uh, my Casey mask. So <laughs> oh, that means a lot. And it was great. I love that. Uh, and like you said, it's a small world. I love that um, you and I essentially have met before in life and didn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Adam, are, um, what about your your art uh, your website there? Yeah, you can follow stuff I do. Just type in Adam's Art Box. You can Google it. You can. I'm I'm the most responsible on Instagram. Um, I'll be doing the cover for the comic book. Um, Steve will be doing all of the amazing sequential stuff on the inside. And maybe I'll do. Uh, you know, we're we're always kind of kicking some things around. We might do some other things uh, with art for this project. Maybe we'll have other little surprises coming everyone's way we we don't know yet but uh if that happens uh i'm of course always nerdily excited to to make things that i love that's awesome and and um for for our folks listening um i actually met adam by looking at the art that he was selling at a comic-con and i walked over and i'm like oh my god is that slash and i and you can even attest i bought that yeah that's slash print and i i um in your masters of the universe uh artwork is fantastic thank you it's so good you know the skeletor and all that where he actually looks scary and creepy and you yeah know, that's a whole other that's a whole other show unto itself. But, I love um, Motu. And you know, so uh, that you have the adult coloring book that's really like powered by our our uh, nostalgia inner kid is that that whole coloring book. But the, the whole idea behind that was I wanted to make versions of these characters because, you know, you've, you have it and they look really like they look really cool and and um, and intense and they're way more detailed. But they all follow the toy line. So my whole idea was I, I wanted them to look like how they felt to me when I was a kid. That's awesome. And, and I mean, I, I remember having characters like, like Stinkor and Mossman and all that. And, of course. you know, they were kind of late. They were lame on the show, but then like the figures you had, I'm like, he was the best bad guy. So <laughs> I, I, um, I appreciate the level of detail and nerdiness and geekiness and all that that you guys have put into this just mm -hmm. from what I've seen so far. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it means a lot. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, say, say thanks to uh, April as well. And I hope she enjoys her quesadilla. <laughs> oh. April is, she's real excited to do it. If you haven't checked out the picture of her on our social media, um, 
this is an April that that won't be doing TV interviews. She's she's going to be right there with with Casey yeah. throwing bows. That's probably the last cool thing we'd love to say is uh, we we had this discussion about how because this is all taking place after that Casey's been this story's kind of already happened over the next couple of years, and we 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 talked about how like how would how did April not know. How would she not be trained in some way? She's hanging out with these guys all the time. They'd be, she'd probably want to learn and they'd probably want to teach her. She's with Casey. Like she should be able to fight and it should be genuine and it should be an earned badassness. And that's the, so we're getting a smart April because that's who she is. Uh, but we're also getting this, um, this uh, kick butt version of her too. That's great. And that'll that'll be kind of a new new version for fans to see uh, that maybe they haven't seen. Exactly, you know, uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, again, thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, coming on and doing this, and um, we'll uh, get everybody to hopefully uh, support Casey Jones Livewire. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate it, Justin. Are we doing a cowabunga? All right. We cowabunga. Yeah. I made it funny. That's, that's, you know, That's what middle-aged men sound like. You always like. got to rest up. <laughs> yeah. Cowabunga, dudes! Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, IDW, Archie Comics, Nickelodeon Studios, or any other turtle properties. This podcast is part of the Epic Sewers podcast network. Check out our other great shows, both turtle-related and not. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper with featuring Andy Doyle. Are you looking for a gift for the nostalgic nerd in your life? Try a candle from the Euphoric Tree Fort. Nostalgic novelty gifts for nerds. From birthdays to holidays, or just because, waft these smell-o-vision candles with fragrances from your favorite shows such as... Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, Dr. Seuss, Rick and Morty, Futurama, Adventure Time, Harry Potter, James and the Giant Peach, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, The Rugrats, Steven Universe, My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Z, One Punch Man, Pokemon, Death Note, and Fairly Odd Parents. These soy candles won't gunk up your walls because they're dye-free, cruelty-free, and soot-free. Also, free souvenirs. In every order over $20 and free shipping on orders over 75 With exciting scents like Nog, featuring eggnog and brandy, Christmas in Whoville, fir tree, peppermint bread and sugar plum, truffula tree, butterfly milk and birch tree, mmm, donuts, donuts and pink icing, and the ever-popular Macon Bacon Pancakes, featuring bacon and buttermilk pancakes and maple. They say that smell is the strongest sense tied to memory, and if these candles don't make you nostalgic, nothing will. And remember, if you use promo code ETFS10, you'll get a discount. Check out the website, euphorictreefort.com, for smell-o-vision candles and nostalgic gifts. Don't forget to use our code. 
Hi everyone, this is Justin from the Fantastic Podcast. It's a show all about fan experiences from the things that we love. So whether it's your favorite musician, your favorite actor, maybe it could be about your favorite sports team, or maybe just uh, someone that you spent time with watching something that you loved when you were a kid. These are the kind of stories that we talk about. We uh, usually do a couple stories, and uh, it's a shorter podcast, so you can listen to it on lunch at work. So please check us out at the Fantastic Podcast. You can find us where most podcasts are found. You can also find us on social media. Thanks a lot, and check out the Fantastic Podcast. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, Delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Terrificon, Connecticut's number one Comic-Con is back at Mohegan Sun on July 30th to August 1st. Meet actors and superheroes. Shop for cool stuff. It's three days of Comic-Con fun. Terrificon, Connecticut's number one Comic-Con at Mohegan Sun, July 30th through August 1st. Learn more at Terrificon.com.